the road and go. Where am I to go, meet Johnny? Where am I to go? For I'm a young and a sailor lad, and where am I to go? Welcome to Where Am I To Go podcast. I am so grateful you have chosen to listen to me and to go on the travels and see the things and go to the museums that we have managed to go through for the last two seasons. I have really enjoyed doing this podcast, and I hope you stick with me. It makes me happy to know that people are enjoying what I do. On another note, I want to make sure that everybody knows that we are on Facebook at Where Am I To Go podcast. We have lots of pictures. We have places that we go that we don't do podcasts on. And we have lots of things to see and think about when you decide you're going to travel or if you're just interested in learning about different places that we go. Also, we have an email account at whereamitogopodcast at gmail.com. And if anybody has any comments, ideas, thoughts, you are more than welcome to email me there, and I will do my best to answer, and we'll see where everything goes this season. I've got some neat things lined up, and I hope everybody is ready to go for a museum tour ride. Hello, and welcome to Where Am I To Go podcast. Today we're in Tucson, and there's this museum here that is about neon, and neon lights, neon signage, and Jude has said that he would take us through this museum, talk to us about it, and educate us on neon. It is something I'm not very educated on, but I've seen it all my life. So I guess we're going to have a learning experience. Thank you for taking your time with us, Jude, and let's get started. Okay, we're good. Okay, so what made you start a neon sign museum? I, I started making signs in 1972. So you're a manufacturer of these That's things. That's what I do for a living. Really? Yeah. I started hand, hand painting in 1972, learning the trade, and then I started my own business in 1976 in Iowa. And then we moved out here after the winter of 82-83. <clears throat> we moved out here after the winter of 82-83, which was brutal in Iowa, and I restarted out here. And we expanded from sign painting into electrical signs and eventually into neon signs. So. About five years ago, we had a 40th anniversary party at my shop for the business, and we got everything that I had lit, or would light, lit up at the shop, and we had just a good response to it. And wow. so it kind of planted the seed. We started looking for property about five years ago and spent two years looking for a building. We finally stumbled onto this building on a Sunday morning, and it just it fit the criteria. It was, it was clean, it was in good shape. It didn't need to be completely rebuilt, and we made an offer on it and bought the building in October of 2017, and then we opened, it took us a year getting started, and we've since added a lot of stuff, but we got opened up, and so we've been open for a little over three years. Okay, and are you still making signs? Yeah, I still have a full-time job doing that. That's my, that's my other 60 hours a week. Oh, so, Okay. I get it. <laughs> no, and that's where that's where most that's where a lot of this stuff. A lot of this is a result of having been in the business for 50 years. I started collecting signs in 1974, and I I just kept things. I kept things I liked, right. and I kept a lot of small things because signs get big. So a lot of the first things you'll see here are things that I've had potentially up to 40 45 years now, 
the big stuff when we get into the back largely arrived in the last five years. Okay. So now you started off just painting signs. Right. And then you moved into... I, you know, it, you build up a clientele of painting signs and right. customers. And then we got into vinyl graphics because that's what the trade did. And then customers would say, well, I need an electrical sign. So I started brokering them. And then I started realizing that with a little bit of equipment, I could start building them. And then I got... I had a guy I connected with that does neon, and so I started incorporating neon into some of the things we did, and I just kept building and adding on, and now we've got, we've got 12 people working, I've got three service trucks, and you know, we've got a metal shop and a wood shop and the vinyl graphics. It, you know, it, it you kind of cover everything. We, well, we're, we're a really small, big shop. That's cool. It, it's, it's interesting. We get into a lot of stuff. Okay, now explain to me neon. I don't really, I, I know it when I see it, okay. or at least I think I know it when I see it, because some signs are just electric signs, are they not? Right, right. They, but they actually look like neon? Right, well, there are LED things that are getting reasonably good and looking like neon, but they're still not neon. Neon is handmade and still handmade every piece. You know, okay, now, no, do you, now, now the glass, do you buy tubes or do you tu- blow the glass, it? The glass comes... In, most of the glass comes in four-foot sticks, and it's already colored or whatever. You know, there, there's a variety of colors available, but it comes in just straight sticks. And then what you do is you design your sign, you take your pattern, you reverse it because you always work first da- face down because you have you have jumps that have to come up off the surface. So okay. we always work face down. And you just you pick the color of the tube you're going to do. You do all of your fabrication. You weld on electrodes. You hook it up to a 20,000 volt transformer, you heat it up to 400 degrees, you pump it to evacuate the contamination out of it. You introduce either argon or neon, which are the two gases we use. And in argon, you put in a little tiny bit of mercury, which makes it brighter, and there you're done. Okay, so where does the light come from? So what happens? What happens is when you hook electricity up to a vacuum tube with argon and neon, it excites the gas and creates light. There's no wire running through neon. Okay. There's wires at each end, but you're just exciting the gases that are in the glass. It's okay. a vacuum tube. It's Is like it kind of like a fluorescent bulb? It's basically a fluorescent bulb, only it's handmade. Okay. And so now you take these tubes and you weld them together. You, you, yeah. You, and how do you bend them? So we have, we use three different types of fires. We use okay. a ribbon fire which typically is about 16 inches long and you can adjust how much flame you've got. And we use a crossfire, which is five, 10 to 12 jets that aim into a concentrated point, which is for real tight curves. And then we use a cannon fire, which is a cross between, it's a little bit like a ribbon, like a, like a crossfire, but it does bigger, bigger, it gives you a little more flexibility. So we use three different types of fires to actually bend the glass. Then you heat it up and then you, 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 you keep it from collapsing on itself by putting a cork in one end and what's called a blow hose on the other. You stick one end in your mouth and the other end to the other end of the glass and you're not blowing it. All you're doing is keeping pressure in the glass so that it stays expanded out to a round because oh. as you bend it, it wants to collapse. Right. Right. So that you're not blowing glass, you're bending glass. Okay. This sounds like a totally fascinating it's process. It's totally voodoo. Um, <laughs> you know, and you and you 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 you're limited in how big of a piece of glass 
you really want a bed. You don't really want more than eight foot. And the reason you don't want more than eight foot is it's hard to, it's hard to what we call pump it, which is to vacuum it out and introduce a glass. So we, if you get, if you, and the sticks are four foot. So typically, if you're doing much of anything, you're gonna weld a couple pieces together and you, you take the two pieces of glass, you heat them together up on the torch and you push them together. And then they just adhere to each other. Well, there's probably more to than that. I'm not a neon bender, so I'm talking okay. on the surface, but that's what it basically amounts to. And then you do the same thing. The electrodes, we buy them in a case and you heat them up together and you, 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 know, you put them together and you heat them a little bit longer and they actually melt together. Okay. So it's parts. And then you just pump the gas in. Now, is the gas in there under high pressure, low pressure, not much no pressure. pressure? It's not much pressure. And I'm talking a little bit out of my hat because I can't give you all that detail. But, yeah, it's not a lot of pressure, but it is a vacuum tube, so it is under pressure. Okay. Is it under vacuum or is it under pressure? It's probably under vacuum, but you know what? I'm out of my. I'm above my pay grade now. Okay. 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 No. No. I just. <laughs> you know, that, you're asking. You're asking stuff I can't answer, but my neon guys could. Okay. okay. No. It's just. It's just yeah. a curiosity yeah, thing. I. I. That's a good question. I haven't been asked it, and I don't know the answer per se, but I'll find out later. Okay. Okay. That sounds good. Well, let's take a look at some of the signs okay. you've got, some of the things you've got in here. This. It's. It's bright in here with lots of different it, colors. It's, it's a lot of different stuff, and we have. So neon is neon is definitely the draw. Right. But the industry across the board, the industry does amazing things. And that's part of what I've been intrigued with is I've collected I'm not just neon, I'm anything I like. So well, if it's interesting and it's advertising, I collect it. And I'm not limited to periods of time. I've got stuff that's only 15, 20 years old, but it's good design. If it's got neon or it's good design and it doesn't have neon. If it warrants saving, I will save it because okay. it's got value. You know, things that we didn't used to collect, we didn't used to collect plastic signs. Right. Well, plastic signs now have reached a point where that's what people relate to because that's what they grew up with. So it's a younger generation, but there's value in that stuff. I've got some really nice formed plastic clocks, formed faces, colors I've never seen before. We'll see some of that when we get back into the warehouse. But I've also collected... Uh, you know, rubber stamp sets. Oh, okay. Sign and price marker sets. Fascinating letter styles. Interesting, you know, interesting edge stuff. And then there's quack medical devices. Okay. <laughs> that, those, are, this, those are highly intriguing this, to this, me. But. This little beauty right here, if you read the book, will cure everything. In fact, it probably would cure COVID if you'd let it. Really? Oh, yeah. It's the book. The book, they finally banned them in the United States. Okay. Because they were so full of it. It just, they don't do that. But it, and, and so this was banned, but this right here is a brand new version of it. And the only thing they say is it might help with hair loss. And that's oh, really? It. Yeah. Well, I it. don't want that. I've lost all my hair, and it's one of the things I really like is that but I don't have to worry about it anymore. All it is, really, is a, is a neon tube with only one electrode. And you hook it in, you plug it into what, this is called a spark coil which is a, a unit we use for testing neon, uh-huh. and it just buzzes a little bit. And, you know, you're supposed to drag it. And then these other two devices, virtually the same thing, just a different format. You actually pick that up, and you'd pass it over your body, supposedly, and it would fix things. Okay, and then what we're looking at here is a case that he's got the rubber stamps in, and then these medical devices. The one has a handle on it that's about 12 inches long, just looks like a normal... Uh, plastic handle with a little glass bulb on the end of it. 
And the other ones are boxes that are probably 18 inches long, 4 inches high, 4 inches wide, that have a bunch of tubes. You plug that thing in, and it looks to me like it'd be fairly heavy to just go passing over it's, your body. But the, the one is actually you just take the top part of it. And the rest oh, of okay. Just case. And I don't know how this one works, actually. And I, that one actually kind of wants to work. Um, but they're just an interesting side right. thing of what we've got. And then we've got a little display on gold leaf gilding for reverse on glass. This Wallace's Santa Fe sign is a reproduction, brand new reproduction that we made in the shop that is um, a reproduction of a sign that was in Bisbee, Arizona in 1900. Oh, and then you got one for the fire engine also. This was actually a, the fire engine one was a test panel to work out details on a fire engine that we restored. Oh, okay. So this is, these were actually samples, but it's a nice sample. It is. Know, and it, we used techniques that you rarely ever use, haven't really been used hardly at all in the last 50 or 60 years. And now are these on plastic? These are all on, that's on reverse on glass, the Wallaces. Okay. These are on just surface gilded on metal panels that are painted with a, a gloss. Um, gloss automotive okay. finish. And both of these are, they, there's a lot of red, there's a little bit of green on the on the Wallace's ones, Billiards Candy, uh, but they're real pretty red with gold inlay. And those are and, real, that was typical. You'd see a lot of that kind of stuff. And the, the, the thing with gold is back in the day before we had all the technology, the gold would pick up light and catch your eye just driving by. And right. That's why there was a lot of gold back for storefront, for windows, for store windows, because okay. gold would catch your eye like other things wouldn't. Really? And then, yeah. And I never even thought about no, something like it, that. Banks. Right. You know, oh, yeah, you see a lot of the... Right. And, it, well, and it conveys, a, it conveys the feeling of ex value and expense and, you know, quality. And right. That, and it is, because it's an expensive process to do. Huh. Okay. This is basically my sign painter area. You know, I've got a lettering kit... A, a sign kit from a guy that used to work for me that passed his way and his wife gave us this kit but this would be a kit you'd carry out on a job and you would have all your brushes paint not all your paint but all your brushes all your stuff so you could go out and actually set up and letter a window or letter a truck on site a lot of those guys kind of mixed their own paint at the time too didn't there they? was a time in the period of time that i've been in the business not you already had they, all yeah, your pre-mixed paint they used to take pigments and mix it into white lead yeah, that that was long since gone. But when I got into the business, some of this, some of these cans actually still contain lead. Yeah, okay, contains lead. These were something somebody gave me when I first started painting. They still had lead in the paint, but since then, you know, they took that all out, and then the quality of the paint went down, and it doesn't hold up as well, and it fades really fast. So okay, um, this is a demo thing that we built that just exhibits different kinds of lighting. That's meant to be for incandescent bulbs flashing. This is neon with a speller oh, yeah. in it that allows you to have it spell through and show you three different colors of what is called classic glass. Classic glass costs about 10 times as much as regular neon glass. Oh, really? Yeah. And what's the difference? It's Italian-made, and the glass is actually colored, whereas a lot of times we generate a lot of color, but when you look at the glass when it's off, it's white, maybe yellow. Okay. But this is actually, this stuff, this stuff, I'll pay five or six bucks for a piece of normal glass. I'll pay close to 50 a really? stick for this stuff. Yeah, it's, it's silly. And then here we've got fluorescents, which were a big part of the industry for years. And now 
LEDs, the LEDs, right? The LEDs are really bright. Yeah, and you know they all serve their purpose. We still use all of these techniques, but it's you know it's just a matter of applying the right thing to the right job. Right. 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 Now, neon was used a long time ago, like the '30s and '40s. It so seems to me. The, 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 the basic story in the states is neon hit here in the mid '20s. And okay. the story of the first neon sign has been, has been, the first neon sign in the United States has been somewhat debated. They used to say it was a Packard dealership in L.A., okay. but it's pretty obvious that it probably started someplace earlier than that. It was about 1925 to 27 when it got to the United States. I think the first time they actually showed neon was at the World's Fair in, in I think, Paris in about 1910. Okay. It took a few years to hit the United States, but once it got here, it kind of exploded. You know, neon, neon really starts to show up probably in the early 1930s, and the earliest examples we have of neon still surviving in Tucson is from about 1935. Okay. So 30s, 30s on, up into the 50s into the 60s, and then they started getting... You know, they started getting a bad rep in movies. You know, you had the flickering neon sign and the, the strip clubs and the, you know, the right. bars and all that stuff. And then plastic came into the industry and everything went to this less is more thing. And though neon was still being used to light all this stuff, it was undercover. So you didn't see the neon. But neon, okay. stayed, neon stayed as an imp important part of the sign industry until about 15 years ago when LEDs finally started to get introduced and it, it ended up that you know one of the guys that works for me now got laid off about 10 or 12 years ago from a big shop in Tucson and I hired him after my neon guy passed away unexpectedly and I you know I keep him busy 50 hours a week every week so we're still doing a lot of neon but we are the only my regular sign shop is the only sign shop in Tucson that's doing neon so okay. we 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 have you know we get a lot of we get a lot of work we stay really busy and I've got one guy full time another one part time and another one even more part time so I've got right now I've got three guys helping get us caught up with the neon. Wow. Okay, so this area, these are largely signs that are still out in the community and these are miniatures of them. Okay. Um, what we did is. The first four you've got on the wall here, the Magic Carpet, the Canyon State, the Tropicana, and Medina's are all signs that were saved. They got held on to, and Tucson Historic Preservation came up with the funding to have these signs restored and reinstalled at the Pima College campus downtown. So these are all on display. They're there all the time okay. and, and lit in the evening. So that's the story with those. This cactus with Tucson on it, this is a miniature of a 30-foot tall cactus I built for a guy that designed it for a public art project. And we, we make this cactus and actually sell it. We've, built, we've probably built 20 or 25 of them, and that's a popular okay. one. The Elkhorn Mall sign, though it's not neon, went up in 1962. It came down in 2000. They took it and laid it behind the mall and left it there for 12 years. And they decided to put it back up, and the city had come up with an amendment to the code that would allow you to do that. So we went, picked it up, reworked it, rewired it, refaced it, and reinstalled it back out at the Elkhorn Mall. So it's back up wow. again. And the sign, the, the beauty of the Elkhorn Mall sign is 
it was kind of edgy when it was put up. It reached the point where it started to look a little dated, but it still looks good. So right. it has stood the test of time. You know, it's it's weathered going through that. A lot of times stuff goes through and it just it 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 doesn't look correct anymore. But the Elcon, I you know, I'd be proud to design that and put it back up today. Right. And it's back up. Well and so it, that sat behind a building for twelve years? It laid on the ground. It laid on the ground. Right. These these <laughs> these 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 sections are twelve foot tall and three foot wide in real life. Uh-huh. That's a big sign. This thing this is 35 foot to right here. Wow. And there's another spear that sticks out the top that puts it up at about 45 feet. It's a big sign. And it was just laying out in the it concrete, but you there. guys were able to restore it. We went out there. All the metal, all the metal with the exception of one of the cabinets was intact. We had to cut away some rust and put new metal in the back of it. Uh-huh. We actually used the original pole. Wow. It, it's, it was amazing that it survived. We found, a, we found a dead cat. Oh, really? Yeah, it smelled to high heaven. And you find all sorts of stuff in old signs. Dead birds, you know, live birds, really? pigeon, net, pigeon nests, twelve inches deep that, that were built while they were standing. Still, they built, you know, the birds. Somebody leaves right. the cover off. The birds move in. They leave their, and it's yeah, it can be pretty. It, and that's that's one of the adventures of restoring an old sign because we've done in Tucson, we've restored twenty four signs, neons, including the Elcon, so twenty three, including the Elcon, and you run into all sorts of stuff. Wow, you know, so this diving girl. <coughs> is actually the poster child of neon signs in Tucson. Wasn't that big, wasn't that special, but the attorneys bought this building and it had been basically a flop house. It had gotten to the point where there was transients living in it. They put a million bucks in it about 35 years ago and they refused to take the sign down and the city refused to let them do anything with it. Well, finally the city had the wisdom to say, you know, we need an amendment to the code that allows you to take down your historic sign refurbish it and put it back up again. And this was the second sign that used that policy. So we went down there, took the sign completely down, reworked the whole thing, put it back together again. And so this is just a, this is what it looked like. And, how, and how big is this sign yeah, in r- real the, life? The, the, the diving girl herself is about six foot tall. So using that as, a, as a, in its parts, so uh-huh. there's a bunch of different things. And then we adaptively reused it. It said um, swimming pool at the top, and then it had refrigerated, and then it had the name of the hotel, which was a Pueblo. We put everything back the way it was, but where it said refrigerated, we put the attorney's name. Oh, okay. And they had people coming in looking for rooms. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. And, the, and now it's a Vita Hair Institute, and they have people coming in looking for a room, and it's a, it's a hair place. Wow. So. And this is, the, this is a lady standing on a diving board. Uh, with her arms out in front of her like she's going to, to dive. And in reality, she doesn't have neon on her, but we put neon on her. Oh, really? Yeah. This is another one that came down. This used to be up on Speedway, and this is another one. It came down, she's in like 97. Uh-huh. And we had a couple come through. Her Their family actually owned the restaurant and wanted us to make a miniature, so we made one for them and then made a second one for us. Okay, and this one here is... Uh, Vince's fine Italian food, cocktails, and banquet room, and it's got a chef that blinks on and off and up he, on top. And he, and he used to lift his fork up and bring his pasta out of the spaghetti. Oh, did he? Yeah. So you can, time your, you can time your signs so that uh, the lights shine in different you, sequences? You can, you can put in a mechanical flasher. So the Tiki Motel, which used to be out in the city, uh-huh. is now in my backyard. Okay. Um, it the came, whole motel? No, just the, just the sign. 
just the side, um, which is unfortunate. We wanted to keep it out there. The, 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 the intent is to see if we can get the city to allow us to reinstall it in the median near where the hotel was at uh-huh. so that we keep them out in the community. Because we don't really want them here. We'd like to see them out right. in, the, in the city because that's what adds the flavor to the city. Oh, definitely. Neon is really, oh, it's, is really, it's really big. neat. So this area here is And you got a bucking horse? Yeah, so with the, a, okay. With a rider so the, on it. this was this is the El Corral restaurant. It's up on the north side of town, and this the original Bucking Horse Bronco was made for a movie that was filmed in Tucson, and then the restaurant bought it, and it was on a piece of wood, and they put it up in front of their restaurant, and the wood finally reached the point where it was just falling apart. So they hired us to rework it and put it on a metal background, and then they hired us to make it double sided. So we oh. made a second site. So it's it's on it's up in it's up on the north side of town. It's on River Road. It's an active restaurant. So it is old, but its background's a little twisted. You okay, know, it came from a movie, and we remade the second side of it. Over here, I've got my beer, wine, alcohol, cigarettes, and tobacco stuff. And you have to have a certain amount of neon beer signs, but. This is enough, you know. I don't need a lot more right. signs. Right. Yeah, still yeah. Got, you've only got what twenty of them in here yeah, or I, something. I, I, it's a mixed bag, but it represents neon and, and the history of neon. And then I've got small back bar stuff, things that are you know just interesting. Right. Things that we've gathered up. I mean, I, I, I've picked up. You know, if it's an interesting piece, it doesn't have. Again, it doesn't have to be that old if it's interesting. Right. And that's exactly. Really, that's it. Oh man. There's not a lot of neon here, but there's a lot of sign. I do that every time I walk in. No, um, and that that's what I was talking about, you know, though we have a collection of thermometers, you know, we have stuff that's related to jewelry because I've got Bulova and watch repair signs. And that corner over there I have, and I don't have anything on right now, but over there is we concentrated all of our soda stuff into one area. Okay. So we've gotten, which used to be spread out through the entire museum during the pandemic, we decided that it would make more sense if we brought it together. So we've managed to get that aligned and we're expanding our thermometer collection and we'll get more of those, but they've all got advertising on it. So and when he says thermometers, he's talking about the kind that you saw in front of the old grocery store uh, that was a small neighborhood cut uh, uh, grocery store that had the Big, right. what, uh, two-foot-tall, eight-inch-wide thermometers right. with not the Nesbits or Rolling Rock or uh, Salem cigarettes or Coca-Cola or whatever on the advertisement with the thermometer right. in the middle of it. Right. So we've, you know, <clears throat> we've, we've had some in the past, and we've, we're slowly but surely adding more to that. And some of them are old. You take the Nesbits. I barely remember Nesbits. But that's an interesting piece, and that's, right. got some, that's got some history on it. And then he's got a television here that uh, plays "I Love Lucy." It plays "I Love Lucy," probably black and white. The same the same type of television that "I Love Lucy" first came out <laughs> pretty on. Pretty much, it's it's pretty uh, neat. It's it's in a wood box. It's probably two foot by two foot and two foot deep, and the screen on it is only ten inches round. But uh, yeah, it's it's a neat looking. Looking TV. We get, we get people sitting there watching. Oh, I'll bet. Yeah. I love Lucy's one of the best. <laughs> this okay. This area in here used to be what we called the no wall, which was no parking, no swimming, keep out, back up. <laughs> we've we, we've expanded the beer stuff into this area and concentrated it into a smaller smaller section. 
but it's part of the industry. Right. You know, it's and then these are just basically your road signs, or the kind signs, that you'd see hanging on a fence, you know, a fence, or some of this. Uh, some of this would have been hand painted, and that's part of the property I boundary kept it. from the national forest. Another property boundary from the national yeah. forest, yeah. and just you know, just and you know, we just concentrated together. So we'll step out back. Now we're seeing the big signs. Uh, some of them, yes. And so these here are all ones that you've managed to salvage. Yeah, and a lot of this is stuff that happened in the last five or six years. I okay. didn't have this stuff. I didn't have this stuff ten years ago. You got an Arby's roast beef sandwich. Now is that that sign was taken down obviously. We took it down. The Arby's the Arby's I don't quite understand what happened. Either was on a month to month lease or just coasted. They 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 told them to move out and they tore it down to build a uh, Longhorn steakhouse. Okay. And so the sign, the folks had the sign and were hoping, first called me and wanted to know if I wanted to buy it. And I said, so tell me what's going on. And they said, well, we have to move. And I said, okay. I said, you know, they'd like to repurpose it. Well, there's no way the city or the county would let us put it back up again because it's so much bigger than the code was. So I called the American Sign Museum in Cincinnati, which is the largest neon museum in the country. And I said, I've got a 17-foot Arby's. And he goes, I didn't know they made them that small. Really? He's got two 24s. Wow. So anyway, I, we took it down. We laid it in my, left it in my yard. And about, I don't know, four months after we actually opened the museum, we moved it over here and got it up and running. But it's a nice, makes a statement. It's a right. Nice piece. Well, and it's a combination of the, of the incandescent blinking lights and the neon. Yeah, it's, it's a classic. And there's still a few of them around the country. You, know, you still see one once in a while, but they're they're slowly but surely getting to, oh, where is it, that one, the plastic-faced ones. Uh -huh. Now they've gone to all plastic. I've got three Arby's. I've got the big one. I've got one outside the fence right there, and I've got this one. And I had a chance to buy another one, or not buy. I had a chance to get another one, and I finally said, I got enough. <laughs> but they switched from the neon ones to this. And now they've switched to the full-on plastic. Right. Right. Okay. And, you know, they just keep updating their look. So this sign came down last night. Oh. This was downtown Tucson. They, I don't know what happened. They've been, the Crescent Smoke Shop had been in Tucson since 1908 and downtown. And they have a second location. Uh, they closed it up and we had to get it down and they offered to give it to us so we went down last night and took it I'm down. trying to block the wind yeah okay <laughs> i understand the, wind, the wind's going to come through my my okay. microphone here. Um, so i didn't anyway, bring my little wind socks we, we just got that sign and it's not that old this thing is 2007 okay but it's all neon it's you know it's correctly made so you know it's a nice piece and that's what's been happening and back here behind you, we won't spend a lot of time out here. Back here is the tiki we just talked about. Right. Yeah, that's the one that just came down. And then on the walls, I've got stuff that eventually we will get repurposed. We're building a town. Oh. And that's what this is. This is going to uh, Okay, that's a storefront. That's our storefronts. There's going to be four storefronts, eight sides, because we're going to have stuff on both sides, and maybe ten if I split them. So we're going to be putting signs on these storefronts and then building displays in the storefronts. And there'll be, you know, doorways that you can walk through from one side to the other. Oh, that'll be so cool. Well, and i got to do something. I'm running out of walls. <laughs> but we've got, we've got a couple of signs. I've got one sign already pretty much pinpointed for this, which will be, will be 
restoring and putting back up again. And I've got a, back in the corner, I've got a sign called from the grill, which was downtown Tucson, and I'm building a, a grill-looking brushed aluminum facade for that one. Oh, okay. So there'll be a, each, each of them will have a slightly different look. You've got them all lit up and... Well, we're and trying, to, trying, to, trying, to, trying to show you. This is really cool. You might want to take a look at this. We've got two flashers out here. This is what actually controls the light bulbs. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, so now I'm looking in the inside of the sign at the electronics, and there's a cam in there that rotates around and hits switches. And well, it's just like car points. It's basic. This one it's, is a lot like car points. And it, that's how I look. Yeah, it. you know, and you've got your little your little uh, part of the distributor in there that that wobbles and opens and closes points. And, and when they open and close, they turn the lights on. And I'm guessing this to be about sixty years old. They would have been very familiar yeah. with points at that point yeah. in time. <laughs> this, this one over here, on the other hand, is a little newer. This is probably 1970s, so about 50 years old. It does the same thing, but it does it differently. It does it on a wobble. Yeah. There's a there's a plate in there that must have a. I don't have any idea how that. Must working. have a bearing or something underneath that causes it to lift and close, and then it it's like pushing on piano keys. It they lifts and and separates the points. They still make parts for this, and they still make this. Really? Yeah. So I can buy that flasher if it ever fails. I thought that it was that one is not available. If it dies, I pretty much have to build my own parts. This one, on the other hand, is still manufactured, and I can still buy pieces for it. That is so cool, that they, that the, the way that switch works. I'd never wow. seen one before. I pulled it out of the side, but that needs to be out here. Yeah, that is so cool to see the way that they, that they time the switch, uh, you and, know, for the, for the lights to and, flash. And, and, and it's 50 years old. We come right on in to see Mr. KFC. Now most, uh, well, I'm seeing old signs and new signs. There's a mix of stuff here. There's a mix. You know, the, the KFC bucket was something that, there was a shop in town here that had it and had the 76 ball, which, oh, is, okay. which is right the over here. The old 76 gas right. station. He had now, are this, is 76 gas station still around? I, think, I see I them think, so very I think, rarely. I think you know, I think they transitioned into something else, but I think there's still a little shred of them left. I remember back when I was a kid, you could get the little 76 foam ball to stick on top of your we, antenna. We have, we have those in the gift shop. Oh, do you? The only problem is they don't have antennas anymore. Well, some, some <laughs> people do. We put them on the end of pencils. Oh, goodness. Uh, you got Ronald McDonald sitting over here in a, in a chair with a sandwich sign behind him. Picked him up in uh, Hatch, New Mexico. Okay, and Dickie's... Barbecue. Barbecue and Pizza Hut, H&R Block. So again, now, these are plastic signs, but you know. And what's this one? This, 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 this one's was old. This kind of a, it isn't that old. Isn't it? No, it's, it, the, the image is tired because it's been out in the sun, but it's, it's actually, it's probably 15 or 20 years old. Oh, is that all? Yeah, it's, it's, it, it got weathered out. We took it down because we were taking down the sign to put up something new, mm -hmm. and he just was, you know, again, it doesn't, in my mind, if it's good, it doesn't have to be that old. Right. As long as it's interesting, and he's interesting. And it's a guy carrying a box of yeah, blue it, and red colors. I'm pretty sure it was a pack what? and ship place. Okay. That's probably what it yeah. was. And I have my hardware store, my gas station. Oh, yeah. He's got a bunch of wrenches in here, a box with... Myercore decal letters. Now, was that for making signs? Yeah, no, well, they were water transfer decals. 
Oh, okay. And so you could go in, if you needed a boat number, you could pick out what your boat number was and apply them to the, at least I think they were, I think they were water transfer and then you'd have to put a clear coat on them. Okay, it says they're three inches or larger required by Federal Boating right. Act of 1958, so yeah. That was what it was for. That doesn't have anything in it, but the box is interesting. And yeah. that, again, that's why we, why we picked the thing up. I have a Sputnik. Yeah, you do. I do. It's a small one. They called them sign toppers. You'd add them to your sign to attract attention. Okay. You know, they were something and you'd go in, look in a catalog, find it, you know, order it. They'd send it out to you. You'd put it on the top of your sign. And it's a it's a ball that's a probably a two two foot in diameter with a bunch of little things sticking out of it, like. Well, it kind of looks like a coronavirus uh, <laughs> with lights on the end, and they blink and flash. And, and so we, had to, we had to rewire it. It came just the fiberglass and just the ball. There wasn't any, there wasn't any bulb. There wasn't any sockets in there, any wiring. Really? The and it had it, the mechanical flasher was in there. I bought a new one and put it in to replace what was there. I'd walk by something like that in a in an old yard and just try to figure out what the heck that was, and it never dawned on me that that's. And it's got bullet holes in it. And, I've got a couple signs with bullet holes in them, and then I think that's kind of a common thing, isn't it? I, it tends to be a little more. So this is my my little bit of gas and oil stuff. I don't actively collect gas and oil, but I had just enough, so we built the right. gas station facade to house it, and then we decided we needed to get a pump. So we and then you pump. had to put the yeah, the think, top on the, that's the a, lighted that's, top. That's on a the repop. Pump. That's a reproduction piece, but it you know it at least finishes the. Those globes are worth a lot of money now. Real ones are. You real ones, real are. ones are. Yeah. yeah. Um, you got a pay phone? Yeah. In, if you, the, the, you, if I haven't you, seen one of those in about 10 years, it, 20 it, years. It rings every so often, and if you pick it up, it's Lily Tomlin. Oh, really? Doing the, the, uh, the operator. One ringy dingy, two. Yeah, okay, I remember that. Yeah. Somehow um, or another, I remember that. So. These are, this is a sign that we salvaged that I priced out restoring and it was too much money and they had somebody make a plastic one so when it came down, the shop that took it down called us. I went over and picked it up. We put neon on it, got it rewired so it was working. This one came with two pigeons live. Live? Live. And about, about 10 inches of pigeon nests in the bottom. Really? And the transformers, transformers are about this big. Okay. This sign takes two transformers to run we dug four out of the pigeon nests in the bottom. They just kept putting new ones on, oh. taking the old ones out, and it was—it had rotted. This is aluminum, which is which is rare back then. This had rotted because the pigeon nest has an acidicness to it that actually attacked the aluminum and actually caused oh, really? it to rot. Yeah, I didn't know that that would happen. I brought this. This sign's what eight and a half, nine foot tall and seven foot wide. Right. After we got all the pigeon nests and all the transformers out of it, I brought it in here. I carried it in by myself. I just picked it up. Oh. There's no weight to it. it really? Was, be no, well, the aluminum. Yeah. Very little. There was only two pieces of steel, and one of them was taken out. It doesn't weigh anything. It's a really, really light gauge aluminum, but it's got a nice design. It's going to be in here. We're not going to restore it. We're going to leave it looking aged. Right. And it says Valencia Market on it. Right. China, this was one of 65 to 75 Chinese markets that were in Tucson. Oh, okay. They came out here. The Chinese helped build the railroad, and they also knew how, you know, they, they, once the railroad was done, they went into business, and they developed a relationship with the Hispanic community. And okay. so they flourished. There was a lot of Chinese markets. I have ABC Market up here. That was a Chinese market. 
Okay. And there's one more. Do I? What is it? It's going to take me a while to remember what it is. I've got. I think I've got parts of. Oh, there's another one called Jerry's, which was Jerry's Leho Market. Okay. And that was another. And that's a big sign. Building. That was a big sign. The thing was, it was they redesigned the building in a streamlined look to unify it, and the letters are on the other side. But yeah, they're probably two and a half, three foot tall, all double stroke, neon exposed kind of stuff. So. So what we've got going on over here is we have a neon bending demonstration area. Okay. We have two guys, two volunteers that come in, and we have neon bending demos on Wednesdays and Fridays from 11 to 4 and Saturday from 11 to 4. And we've just now got everything up and running. What we're going to be doing is offering neon classes, actually working with actually bending glass. Oh, really? Yeah. But the bending demos that they're a hit. We'll have six to ten people sitting here watching the neon bending and that both guys do a great job. Wow. But we just yeah, we did we just got all of the manifolds set up so that we can actually bend the glass, process it and actually finish it off and get it lit. Now you use natural gas for your heat or we do here because I don't have gas in the building. Okay. So I'm using propane. Propane. Actually I'm using propane actually here. At my shop we use natural gas. Okay. Propane I think burns a little hotter than natural gas does, but you know, they just they learned how to adapt to it. Is there problems with the with the temperature, ambient temperature and stuff as far as the glass cooling? Or it uh, cools it, it kind probably, of on its you know, own, it's it doesn't a, break. It's a little cooler in here. You know, they don't have much trouble with that. Okay. It's not really an issue. Because I just, I, I know I've I mean, heated glass before and it ends up just shattering on me or... It's, neon glass is called, considered soft glass. Okay. And that may be what the difference is. Yeah, I have because no it's, idea. Because it's, it's, it's designed to be able to be heated and... We don't have trouble with the heating and cooling. It doesn't, and we, we do sometimes have something used. If you use if you use really old glass or glass when it still had lead in it, sometimes the lead-based glass is hard. And okay. sometimes the classic glass, the stuff we talked about early, that can be problematic. In fact, what my neon guys do is do a little bit of what they call tempering, which is heating up part of the glass before they ever start to bend it and heat it up on both sides. And I think they're retempering the glass to make it a little bit more usable. That's Lily calling you. So we have this display over here. This is what we call our neon experience. And we built this to demonstrate the different colors, some of the different colors you can do with neon and some of the different colors you can do with argon. So if you see on the left here, the two orange red tubes, uh -huh. that's neon. The two tubes over here that are the blue, that's argon. And those are all, that's neon in a clear tube and argon in a clear tube. But as you light these up, these are all different colors that we get from argon in different colored either tubes or different colored glass, different colors that have different phosphorus in them. If the, the top one, this is, this is two different colors of white. Okay. This is the 3500, this is a 4500 white. And they look white when right. you don't light them, but the difference is the color of the, of, is the phosphorus coating. And don't ask me how that works, because I can't tell you. Okay, but okay I'm not it, going but, to. I, but, I didn't even have that go, on my radar well, to ask. I took it out of your loop before you ever do it. <laughs> Over here, these two units are yellow, but this is yellow, and it's, it's yellow lit with blue, which okay. to me seems wrong, but you still get yellow. But this glass is yellow, 
with the phosphorus coating in it. This glass is yellow, but when you light it, you get what's called deep green. Yeah. And it's got a different color phosphorus in it. And then when you get down here, these colors across the bottom, which are really rich, right. are again, these are the classic glass. Okay. And you get, the colors are richer. Yeah. A lot richer than anything else you see. The other ones are almost kind of pastel. Right. And you'll notice there's 15 colors of units for neon. Right. Five, five I'm sorry, 15 for argon, for argon and, and five in the neon because that's pretty much what happens is you can only do so many colors with neon, but you can do a lot more colors with argon. So though we call it neon, argon ends up being predominantly the, the gas that you use. Okay. Wow. And then here. And so places that, that, that make, uh, let's just say the, the, the neon or argon signs, they usually interchange the two gases uh, depending on it, what it, they're it depends building? depends on what you're trying to achieve. You know, if you pick a specific color, you've got to use argon to get there. Okay. So it's just a, and then, okay, so here we have, this is an animated piece that I did just to help finish the display, and you can go three, two, one, lift off, but that gets you the whole thing. So we've got a mechanical flasher that controls the transformers that turns on the different pieces as it flies around the moon. Okay, and we've got a rocket diner uh, moon in the middle with a rocket ship going around, and you can see the contrail kind of behind the rocket as it's going around in white, and we've got uh, kind of an orangish-red rocket and the green diner. And then... And the flasher and unit down here, you can see the, the points moving up and down as the as it rotates in order to put the light to all the different places so that it looks like your rocket's going around the moon and that's a six point contractor okay contractor. that's the biggest one i've got that's a brand new one we bought it i had it i can actually have these designed to do what i want done because i wanted this to come on and then the exhaust to come on go off and then go to the next one and go to the next one and work its way around you know it's old school but they still make this a place called Great Lakes Sign Company in Northern Michigan. Okay. And they they actually bought out some of the other manufacturers, and that's why they still can provide the flasher we looked at. In the okay. Parties. Okay. Yeah, the, the flasher units look really kind of basic for the they, most they part. They are basic, but they are reliable. It's just a point system. I've taken I've got about ten flashers that I've taken out, and though the points are burnt, but I can still buy points for them. Right. I've bugged them in. They've all taken off. Can you just file them sometimes? You know, and have a them work to or? a point, but there's a point where you got to stop right. that. You know, you've gone beyond the, the limits of good taste, and yeah, you can't. You have to. You have to not do that. So, um, and I guess that the, the, they'd have a tendency to wear where they're working. You know, twelve hours a night or fourteen yeah, hours and a night. If they're they're supposed to be oriented vertically so that the debris falls through them. Right. The way I've got that one set up is it, it's horizontal. But I wanted to be able to view it. But it's in a fairly contained, and it's not outside, right. so right. it's not the best setup. So Frankie and Johnny's Tavern is out of Salt Lake City, and when we when we decided we were going to do this, we went, well, we don't have any big signs, so we found this on eBay, and bid on it and got it. And I looked at it, and I thought, well, it must be four foot by eight foot. 
It's <laughs> seven by 12 feet. I ended up driving, I had to ended up having to take my small crane truck to Salt Lake City to pick it up. Oh, really? Yeah, I couldn't get it in a pickup truck. That's a good drive from here. It's a long haul. It's about 14 hours. We, we don't specifically chase signs from other areas because we've got plenty right, right. here. So I, I don't, I, we were concerned about having enough impact, but I shouldn't have worried about it. You know, we had so much stuff has come in. I've got, I've got so much stuff in the backyard we haven't even touched yet, you know, that still needs to be restored and refurbished. So it's, it's a, you know, it wasn't a, it wasn't a concern, but it wasn't the time. Right. Because what are you going to do with 7,000 square foot if you don't have anything? If you don't have anything right. to put in it. So yeah. we had, you know, we've got a Hollywood video. I had five of those at one point because we took them down when they closed. Um, I've sold two or three of them. I've got parts of one left, and then I've got this one. The Dionza wow. Drive-In Theater was actually this theater, and they tore it down and built apartment complexes. And I this is a little bit off the beaten path, but I had a guy loan this to it. It's a movie poster that they used to hang outside the movie theater downtown, and this is actually from the Fox Theater in Tucson. And they, they did these, and they're double-sided. They're on oh, a really? particle board. Yeah, the other one has, oh, God, this is like you're never... What is it? What's it say? It's Jerry Lewis. It's Jerry Lewis and Dean Martin. Right. And, and uh, you're never too young. Okay. And the other side has, it came from beneath the sea or something oh. like that. <laughs> but that's an interesting little, you know, it's an interesting, it's not neon, but it's signs. Right. It's, it's a sign. It's signs. Right. A billboard or whatever you want to call and it. And then here we've got my, my Craycroft Baptist Church. Right. We drove by this one Sunday morning. And went, God, if that ever comes down, I hope we can save it. And a month later, I get a call from this shop in town going, we've got the Craycroft Baptist Church trailer. So I'm the trailer. Do you want it? It's like, <laughs> it's neon. It's religious. I didn't have a religious neon to my name. And I wasn't going to get a Jesus. And it's got a, it's got a globe on top. It's because they reach out to the world. Oh, okay. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. And then I got this little Lutheran church sign. So I did actually have a religious sign, but it wasn't neon. But that's local. That was Tucson. Well, you have angel threads up here, too. Yeah, that's one I actually built. <laughs> it was in one of the shopping centers here in town, and they closed. Um, here's, here's, here's something a little typical, actually. This sign, which is the Tucson Small Animal, when we got it, it said SPCA. Okay. We realized immediately that that's not what it said because the neon holes are in the wrong place. Oh, and with a little bit of research, I was able to determine through a friend of mine that it was built as the Tucson Small Animal Hospital in the late 40s. It was bought and renamed Desert Small Animal Hospital in the 60s. But in between, I started sanding, because that's what you do, to right. see if you can undercover. I started sanding and I started uncovering animal control in blue and white. And I actually uncovered South Tucson animal control and then I kept sanding, and it started to go this color, and I found small animal, and then I found hospital, and you focus around where the neon holes are at, because right. the neon is going to be where the lettering was at. So I just kept sanding until I started, and what it does is it slowly but surely starts to give you outlines, and as you follow the outlines, you can actually start to uncover the color and the layers and the outline. So I ended up, I uncovered desert small animal, that hole was in the wrong place. Okay. So I kept sanding, and I actually found Tucson underneath there. 
And so that's the way the sign was in 1949. Then right. it went to Desert Small Animal in 1960, then South Tucson Animal Control South Tucson in 1975. A, South Tucson is a one-mile square city landlocked inside of Tucson. Kind of so like Tucson. Guadalupe in, uh, Maybe. in Phoenix? I suppose. Completely surrounded wow. by Phoenix. So That's interesting. Somehow they ended up, I guess they needed a place for their animal control, so they, they drove through downtown up to where this building was at and used it for their place. I never saw it this way. I never knew that that was what the case was. But when I did get into it, there was a South Tucson logo, a decal stuck on there. So, you know, but anyway, and we found a transformer in here from dated from 1949. So, wow. you know, I know that they... How cool is that? That's kind of interesting. And this one over here, this is out of... The Pioneer Hotel is out of Globe, Arizona. And I got... This was loaned to me by a guy up in Phoenix. He had actually stayed there in 1985 and paid $13.50 for the pleasure. In 1985? Yeah. He actually, they, him and his girlfriend actually had to help make the bed. Huh. It wasn't a really busy hotel. <laughs> anyway, he goes back through Globe about three years later, and the sign's gone. He, he chases around, and he, lo he locates it. He locates it and finds it, and the guy he says, asks the guy, what are you going to do with it? He goes, well, I'm going to take it and sell it for scrap and get 10 bucks. And he goes, I'll give you 20 Well, that was 30 years ago. He had it in his garage. He moved it a couple of times. We got connected through another project up in Phoenix, and he called me up and wanted to know if I wanted to loan it, if, he, if I could take it on loan. And I said, sure. So I went up to pick it up, and I got it out, and we set it up on the truck, and I went, you know, this didn't say Pioneer Hotel originally because you see the hole in the bottom of the P up here? Right. Okay, if you stand there and look up there and you wave, we walk back and forth a little bit, you should start to see the outline of a T in the paint. Can you see it? I can see it from right here. Just see the T running up at an angle from that hole? Right. Okay. What this said was Terminal Hotel. Terminal Hotel. It was that for the train terminal. Oh. I know. That's the same thing I got. <laughs> anyway, at some point, at some point, it must have sold. They renamed it. They left the sign basically alone and put Pioneer in, and if you look closely, you can see an ox pulling a wagon and a cat uh -huh. and a mountain and clouds. So they had it done professionally, but they didn't redrill the hole. I did that. I, I put a new hole in because to run the neon down to that hole for the word Pioneer was kind of stupid. So that, would have been, that hole would have been the original hole for the Terminal Hotel, and that hole over there was for the L in terminal above the R. Uh -huh. But that's a giveaway on that it's not the original message. And we've run into this before. I've found as many as four messages on the same sign because they, they, they right. paint the thing. So we got this from him. It didn't have any neon on it. We put the neon on it. And, you know, what happened... Okay, so what happened is they had it professionally done. At some point, the paint faded. They wanted the sign to look good. So they hired some kid with no talent to go up and paint the background blue. And then the blue faded away, so then the graphic starts to come back out again. So that's probably the third, third right. or fourth painting on the sign. <laughs> it's Terminal of, Motel. I know. That I doesn't know. seem like one you'd really get excited to stay no. at if you were from out of town. So then we have, a, we have a word search game where you can look up the names of some of the old hotels in Tucson. And then this, this is our light bright. Okay. And it's kind of a reverse. What you do is you don't poke holes in the paper. You actually pull the plugs out. Oh. You can make your own design. 
Okay, and and this that's a nice big screen. That's a four by eight. Yeah, it's a four by eight. That's fifteen hundred and fifty plums. You could be there a while, especially when somebody takes them all out. Oh. oh. <laughs> we had a party one night, and I walked in the next morning. I went, oh crap. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bet you did. <laughs> It was, it was, it, you know, it takes a half hour, 45 minutes to put 1,500 plugs back in again. That, that's almost that's as bad as your teacher have you write, uh, I won't do I, I that, won't that again, again on again the blackboard a hundred times, times or something. Yeah. And then we have, this is a, this is like concentration. You ever do that with cards when you were a kid? Right. Okay, so what there is, it's the alphabet two times, and it's on four sides, so you have to match it. Okay. So if you, if you keep looking, eventually you will find... The two, two letters that match. Right. Well, I'm going to leave that one alone because <laughs> concentration was never a game I was good at. Uh, my wife beats me every time. Well, anybody could beat that. me. Um, I can't remember my name half the time. So we've got a bar area with just signs that we've collected, and then these this bar letters up here, which are animated, uh -huh. those were actually from a store called Beauty Brands, and I repurposed them, and I drilled the holes and put the light bulbs in and set it up with a flasher so it spells. You got some nice big signs here too. One yeah. of them says, "Your mom wants you." I think that came from a Jimmy John's. Oh, okay. I think I don't know. It ended up in my shop, and we couldn't figure out who want, whose it was, so we brought it over here. You've got bartending and Sierra Nevada Budweiser, eat cocktails. Molina's Midway was a restaurant. I I think they've been in Tucson since the '50s, and they closed four or five years ago and I was hired to redo the sign in neon so when we went out I told the guys I said you know, try to save the neon and we were putting a new face on and I didn't expect this but they actually drilled out the rivets and took the face and put the new face on so what we did was we built a new cabinet mounted the face and the neon on there so it's it's almost the original sign right you know it's got the face and the neon and and then we put new transformers in and rewired the whole thing. And then when they went out of business, you got the sign? I, well, they had closed and new people moved in. So oh, we put okay. the new sign up. They went out and we took everything off and were able to put it back together again. A lot of locals, a lot of locals remember Molina's. Okay. We built the theater marquee. We built that so that when we have parties, we can say, welcome. Happy birthday or happy oh, okay. New Year or something like that. And in the interim, we put our joke up there. Okay. Now, I got a question about this party thing. You've got parties going on here, and it looks to me like you've got a lot of uh, breakables and some of that kind of stuff. What, what, what kind of parties are you doing? We've only broke two pieces of neon so far. Really? So far. Um, people are afraid of neon. They're afraid they're going to get shocked. Oh, so well, that's they, nice. They accidentally break it, but they don't generally, it's not normally an issue. And, you know, when we set tables and chairs up, we typically try to keep them away from things. And I put some shrouds up on a couple of things because we had, part of my Jerry sign got broke because somebody backed into it. And then somebody broke, not dancing, but broke something on that sign and I had to fix it. But really, you don't have that much trouble with it. And, and then you just set up tables and chairs in yeah, here, and, and you have, what, 100-person parties? We or? can handle 100 here, and if you spill out in the backyard, we could probably do 200. Okay. And we, we currently can seat, we can currently seat about 125. Okay. We are. And we use the classic tables. We right. We those up generally because they're kind of charming. Right. And then we have... We have a collection of, of the regular plastic tables around a rectangle and the chairs to go with it because the parties are, you know, the, people enjoy it. 
Right. It's fun. Well, this yeah. would be a neat place to have oh, a company party there's, or, or, there's, or... There's nothing like this. Any other questions back here? No. I think, I think we've the, kind of covered a bunch of this. Take you up to the gift shop. Okay, so, so tell us about this little area. So we've... Uh, this is really my wife's department, but this is part of the gift shop. So these are things that we sell through the gift shop. We sell some of the miniature neons that we make okay as we go and then there's art pieces that jesus is this my wife's work i can't remember yes those are my wife's okay that that she has done so we've got a mishmash of things here you've got these chairs what are they they're lighted they light they light they light i don't think they're practical i don't think they'd hold up as far as but they've got light oh they got a red it's it's a clear acrylic of some sorts or plastic they, they sound really suspicious though oh that kind of crackles when yeah, you push on crackles. it but they've got a little bit of sponge uh, to them a little bit and they're red and green and then you've got and a they, little and they, and they light up so yeah you know what the heck how cool is that that's cool and you got all kinds of cool stuff here in your gift we shop have, we have a mixed bag there's there's a lot of the stuff is related to signs, advertising, or city of Tucson, and you know, jewelry. Her sister makes. My sister-in-law makes a lot of that stuff, and then we pick up stuff as we go, and then we've got advertising and sign-related things and other stuff. You've got little signs, you know, like the diving girl and some of that kind of stuff. The Tucson cactus, cactus sign and lamps, lamps with Tucson signs on them, puzzles. We've got books, we've got uh, hand towels with Tucson graphics on them, and we've done, we have done a couple of different puzzles of the museum or of the city of Tucson, and we have other stuff that relates to it, and shirts and caps and, shirts and caps and cups and... Now I'm seeing a lot of Route 66 stuff. Did Route 66 come through Tucson? Went through, went through... Flagstaff. That's what I thought. Yeah, no. I, I was, but, I was but having a problem with that. A, there's a nostalgic thing going on. Right. We have mouse pads. Here's your 76 ball. Oh, okay. There it is. There we go. There it is. I might have to put one of those on my antenna. I think I've got an antenna, an antenna still. Antenna. So we sell, you know, we the, the books are good. A lot of reference stuff. Stuff that you're not going to find other places. You know, we've got books that aren't available online. Okay. So we try to, you know, if it's available online, we don't even carry it. But if it's something that's, you know, specific to Tucson or something that, you know, we know the author and we're carrying it that way and they're not selling it through Amazon. Right. You carry it. Otherwise, you just buy it on Amazon. Um, you know, little oddball stuff, things that cards, postcards, postcards, magnets. magnets. Yeah. Well, I'm going to have to look around a little bit here after we get through. Well, so this is pretty much. This is pretty much it. Pretty much pretty it. Pretty much it. There's a lot here. I shouldn't say pretty much no, it because there's it. a lot here. Well, I really appreciate your time well, taking pleasure. it with us. Uh, your museum is opened Wednesday uh, through Saturday, ten to four. Wednesday through Saturday, ten to four. Right. Okay. And you're pretty easy to find. GPS brought us straight here, and you got a great big neon sign out front. We do have that. And uh, a really good looking sign. Thank you. And uh, you guys have a website? Yes. Ignite. I'm pretty sure it's ignitemuseum.com. I never go there myself. <laughs> my, wife, my wife does that. Okay. I'm sorry. And, and you're on Facebook also? Ignitemuseum.com. I'm on Facebook. We're on, we're on Instagram. Okay. So I handle Facebook. She handles the Instagram. And then we do have the website. Cool. So if anybody's looking for this, it's, it's just Google it. 
and it'll show up. Uh, it was it was easy to find. It's a beautiful museum. There's so much to see here, and I so appreciate your time taking oh, it pleasure. with us today and and uh, showing us what what all you have to offer the public. Yeah, you're welcome. So I finish out my podcasts. I always say the world is full of wonder. People need to get out and explore. The world of neon is fascinating. It is. And everybody have an absolutely wonder-filled day. All the rolling go, where am I to go? Meet Johnny, where am I to go? For I'm a young and a sailor lad, and where am I to go?